How dare you? Blockchain on NFT, the underground. Wow, 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 wow. How much? Boy, there's some real class there out of Devin. You like that? You like my music? <laughs> I don't know if we got your music. That's fine. What's up, man? Welcome. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Smoking Underground. I'm Devin. This is John. Gary is out one more time. He, he stayed home because of the weather tonight. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Slacker. And I forgot to boop. Okay, Devin forgot to mute his phone. I never mute my phone. Well, I'm in a family, uh, a family, uh, what's it, a Facebook group? Facebook uh, chat group? Uh, is, that, is that like uh, next door? I guess. I don't know. There's a bunch of people in it, so it's always getting messages. I had to mute it a long time ago. Yeah, it looks like everything's kind of working here. So yeah. maybe I can take this little plug out of my ear and listen to you instead of listening to you 15 seconds in the past. That's true. That's not, true. Not that we use a 15-second buffer. It just takes that long to get everything through all these wires. That's true. It's very true. And speaking of wires, I'm uh, I'm using digital uh, virtual cables on my setup at home, and I'm getting I'm getting about sick of them, John. I'm getting about sick of them. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a reason I said I don't do Bluetooth? Yeah. Well, no, I'm not using Bluetooth. They're just virtual. Like they tell the computer to channel the audio different mm -hmm. ways so you can have multiple stuff mm -hmm. just like that. But it was working fine. And then Windows came out with a big update and now it doesn't work right. And it's really irritating. It's all up to Windows. Windows fault. Windows fault. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. But you won't have that. I wouldn't have that problem if I use something like that and went to XLR and. Yeah, these things have been on sale. I don't know if they still are. They were, I think you could have got them for 169 bucks for the Zoom P4, and you could have got the P8 for like 289 or yeah. something. The big one that I have also. Well, it's not. It's not just simply a uh, purchase that and be done. Because then I got to buy the cables. Then I got to buy the microphone because mine's yeah. a USB microphone. Yeah. So it's one of them things, Chicken Wang. Um, today we are talking about cigars. Imagine that. Cigars. Did you think we were going to talk about cigars? No, we're, we're talking about, and I forgot to put the little uh, thing up there. Non-fungible tokens. Yes. And how they relate to cigars. And how they relate to cigars. And you will not believe what we are smoking tonight. It yes. is spectacular. And, and I have when to that, say, When there's only two people here, I can take stuff out of my private stash. Yeah, Gary just missed out that's that's what it was it's he just missed out um we're smoking one that i'll be honest with you i've never smoked john and if uh you know anything about the cigar nft world you might know why we are smoking this one that's right and we are smoking the green labeled lfd and illusion bull dun, dun, yeah, I'm breaking your bowl, Cherry. Oh my goodness! Wow, that's that's a load of bowl. Nice. So, um, I gotta stop smoking this other one. I've never smoked these because when they get when they come into the shop, I'm always selling them to people. Well, they, they you're able to buy one per day usually when we get them. Yeah, and I buy when they come in. I buy my one, and then I. 
come in the next day and I buy my one. Man, it's amazing. We see a lot of wives when these come. People that never come into the cigar shop, you've ever noticed that? Because, Not in my store, no. Oh, because we, we get a, you know, I guess somebody comes in and buys one and then their wife's with them and they buy one and you know, so they're getting their two. Yeah. But... But they, you know, come in boxes of 10. We very rarely get more than 10 boxes at a time, and 100 of them sell out in a day, day and a half. And yeah. But I like the label. It's a very deep forest green. All in, uh, matte gold. Em embossed and yeah. might have a little bit of gold in it. I don't know if it actually has real gold. I can't even tell you too much about the cigar. I might in a little bit because yeah. I do know that one of the cheat sheets that I have, and I'll be honest, I'm cheating a little bit from Half Wheel, uh, Cigar Authority, and a few other articles that I have read on this NFT deal. And we talked last year, uh, cigar NFTs. Right. And I almost bought one. And I, I don't know if it How actually was, it? was a good one to buy. Uh, it was an Atabay. They called them the Atabay Black. Yeah. They had 10 boxes available, 10 cigars per box. But there was no cigar which I thought was a great thing for me because I buy these cigars. I throw them in my humidor and then I just got to care for them until I die. <laughs> so I'm never going to smoke a lot of the yeah. rare stuff. That's kind of why I threw these out here tonight is uh, I got a dozen of them. Now you lit one. I got 11 of them. Now I got 10 of them and they would have never gotten smoked. You don't think so? I might have got around to it. Why didn't you? Why didn't? Why wouldn't you want to smoke them? Because I'll run out. He's got that uh, FOMO for smoking his cigar. It, it's that thing that and guys will tell it to you about your car. You know, you buy your brand new Corvette, you put it in your garage, and you wash and wax it. You never ever drive it. Yeah, it's like having a hot, hot woman. <laughs> okay, and not doing anything with her and saving her for the next guy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's kind of what I'm doing with my cigars, saving them for the next guy. Can't say I ever had that problem. Cars or women. And you don't stock cigars, so. But I stock ladies, and that's not true, and we all know it. <laughs> <laughs> but, so Atabay did that thing. They sold all of them. You, they uh, kept nine boxes intact. That's $1,000 a box right. for the NFT. And then they sold, broke open a box and was $100 a cigar. So you could have bought an Atabay Black NFT cigar for 100 bucks, but nothing existed. You just got the blockchain code. Well, somebody decided, uh, I was thinking, and came out with how uh, FD was thinking. And they said, hey, we're going to do an NFT. Yeah. And NFTs, you know, I, they're not as crazy as crypto. But they, um, what do I want to say? Because they can be real. They're actually attached to something physical, even if it's digital artwork. Yeah. They're still attached to something. And it's a certificate of authenticity is what an NFT is. It's a really fancy certificate of authenticity that supposedly cannot be counterfeited. Supposedly, it's right. Yeah. I always say I, that's I, some nonsense. Well, it's blockchain technology, and you know, a LastPass got hacked a few weeks ago. Now, supposedly not any of the user data and that, and supposedly LastPass does not even have your passwords. However, they store everything. I, yeah. I don't understand it. Somewhere somebody's got to have them, and it's got to be hackable. But 
So eventually you probably find NFTs that are getting hacked. Yeah. But what they did is they introduced eight boxes of cigars. Right. Um, it's got some weight to it. Yeah, there's a lot of tobacco in these yeah. things. These, these are the expensive with the uh, charging by weight, taxing by weight on cigars. And what ended up, they put the eight boxes up. And what you ended up getting was a golden humidor that held, holds 50 cigars. And I think it came with 15 cigars in the humidor. Gold-plated or? It's golden. I don't know if it's gotcha. actually gold-plated or actual gold or whatever. You know Probably what it makes not. me think of, John? When I was a kid, I was, you know, I was around when the Nintendo 64 came out. But, you know, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, and they always had those gold cartridges mm-hmm. or gold controllers. That's that's exactly what it makes me think of. Yeah, the gold cartridges that are worth so much money. Yeah. <laughs> until eBay comes along. Right. But they introduced these uh, boxes, and I do have a picture of them. Yeah, let's take a gander. Uh, where did I put the picture? It's it here somewhere. So while he's doing that, what I'm drinking today, the libation of choice, is a George Remus King of the Bootleggers straight bourbon whiskey. You can get it here. Uh, I got to say, pretty good. Very smooth. Very, very smooth. I decided to go with a cube and a, a sphere, an ice sphere in mine, and um, it's nice. I got to say, it's it's a pretty good one. Goes with this cigar, doesn't overpower it. I'm trying to really take in the notes because the biggest thing I do when I'm smoking a cigar is like one that's rare, like these or whatever, is what's the big deal? Because typically, I never believe the marketing. I'm like, they're just saying they're super good and they're super rare and they're all this. And it's all marketing. They're just going to be a normal cigar. So I, I really want to hone in on what makes this so good. This one, when it was new, reminded me, honestly, a lot of the death bucket. I don't I probably never smoked a death bucket. <laughs> yeah, we did oh, on the did. show. Huh? We oh, did we did? One. Yeah. Um, they, um, to me, they, they resembled that yeah. greatly. Um, death bucket still might have been a little bit better. But, but that's saying something, apparently. But um, we had the, what was I saying? The eight NFTs, and you were able to get, uh, let's pop that up there. Is that the gold box? That's the gold box. They're going to be inscripted with your name on it if you want an NFT. Nice. And there are an illusion bowl Lonsdales. Woo. They're not these torpedo and tapered rocket ship things. Yeah. It's a Lonsdale. And when you own Beautiful. the NFT, it's very similar to what Padron did with the 50th anniversary. So yeah. You bought the humidor, you got a certificate of authenticity, and they guaranteed to produce that cigar for five years. You had to own the humidor. You have to have the certificate of authenticity to reorder. And they will, for every humidor you own, you can, you're eligible to purchase 100 more cigars a year. That's not bad. Uh, cigars and more actually, I know owns two of the humidors and I, something in the back of my head said they bought four of them and two customers actually bought them and then they were five or $10,000 a piece. I can't remember. Are we, do we buy them so that we can sell them in here? Like the individual sticks or the whole box? Well, we bought the humidor. We, we kept two humidors so that we can restock and continue to sell the sticks. Okay. 
the other two, I don't know if they were ordered special for the clientele or, you know, we ordered enough with the shop knowing that somebody's going to want to step up and write a check for these. Yeah. You know, that's kind of my feeling is we probably bought one extra so somebody could write a check and we would have one for 280, one for Vitola and yeah. uh, Mountain Brook and one for Tuscaloosa. But right. we, I know we only have two left and two of them, I think two were sold. Wow. So I kind of like that yeah. aspect of it though, being able to do that. Cause then you're like, now but, I know that I can purchase a very rare cigar mm-hmm. and just have a quality one. So you go to a bachelor party and you're like, Nobody else is going to be smoking these. And, and you get if you own the humidor, you get to buy them at cost. Right, but that's pretty cool. The, uh, keep in mind, cost for the first year to break even was one hundred and eight dollars a cigar, and everybody retailed them at one hundred and eight. Now they, you know, now that everybody's covered their initial cost in that, you know, I think fiftieth anniversaries are what forty nine bucks now, yeah. thirty nine bucks. Uh, so. It's very similar thing. You get the gold box. You get your fifteen initial cigars. Um, the wholesale price on them is fifteen dollars a piece. Mm. And I can't remember what I read, but I think you're able to buy sixty more cigars a year, something like that. So you're entitled to buy more cigars at fifteen dollars a piece. Yeah. Um, and it, it's I don't remember a time limit. It might be in you know, forever until the tobaccos run out. Yeah. That's but, what I would imagine. But, but it's, it was a slight investment. Um, you really had to do your math and figure out. Um, I don't know if you heard any pre-show conversation about this. I don't know if you did any research. Do you know what the NFT sold for? No. Mm-mm. I have the list right here. Oh gosh. So this one's very consistent. I'm, I'm I'm enjoying the consistency of it. I like the size, the weight of it. It's definitely a heft. Like this, this speaks of class. Just the the quality of the cigar so far. Well, seven boxes or seven NFTs netted LFD six hundred and fourteen thousand seven hundred seventy nine dollars. Woo! The least expensive box went for $85,000. Man. Went $85,000. Well, excuse me. I guess that wasn't it. The least expensive one went for $81,777. Mm-hmm. One box sold for eighty-five dollars One box sold for $78,001. Yeah. One box sold for ninety. dollars Another box sold for ninety. dollars One sold for ninety-two. One sold for eighty-one seven seven seven, and the most expensive box was ninety-eight thousand dollars. So you got a hundred thousand dollar box of cigars. I don't know, man. If I had my man cave and I had a nice big, you know, giant humidor with a glass front and all that stuff. Having that box in there without doing um, real math, so you get. Um, yeah, you 70 cigars. Actually, it's 70 cigars per month you can purchase. Right. Um, not more NFTs. You just have the rights. If you sell your NFT, you can keep the box or the humidor. Right. But you, um, if you lose, sell your NFT, the person who owns the NFT has the right to purchase these cigars. Right, right. So you can make a little bit of money on it, or I guess if you're, you go broke... 
you know, you're there, you have some value that you can yeah. get back. It is known that there were 26 bidders. The opening bid was, I think it was either 40 or 50 K. So we weren't, we weren't dicking around. And like I said, you get to buy nine, you know, 90 of these cigars a month. The only people who can buy them are these seven people. We know for a fact six of the seven boxes or NFTs were purchased by retailers. Right. So they could retail. But you're looking at, I mean, one box, 15 cigars, $98,000 or so. You know, you're looking, what, three grand a cigar? Man, I'm <laughs> telling you, it was a smart idea for Harris to get one because the limited number that there actually are out there, what's that, like three stores are now going to have them? So, and you know, yeah. you know, none of these smaller time uh, cigar one shops are going to have them. It's only going to be cigars and more. And it's not the first time LFD did a membership program. Last time they did it, and it was $16,000 to buy in at the time. But, you know, a lot of people thought LFD was nuts with this idea, you know, yeah. whatever. Now all of a sudden they drop a little over half a million dollar in the bank account. Guess what? Yeah, you can bet. You can bet Gurkha is going to be a next one to do it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if Padrone, because you know I'm a Padrone fanatic. Um, I don't know if Padrone or Fuente or any of those would mess with that. Oh, I could see Davidoff doing it. If there's money in it, they're going to do it at some point. More people do it. I, I think Gurkha is probably going to do it. They may not do it next. Actually, they may wait. Because you know how they, they have the most expensive cigar and all that kind of stuff? Well, they did. They did, exactly. <laughs> so they're going to wait until some of these other companies I'm produce indeed. it, and then they're going to do it with and then take that title back as the most expensive cigar. I did the math wrong. 15 cigars exclude the cost of the humidor or whatever. Wholesale. Wholesale. 6,533 dollars and 33 cents per cigar i don't know man without markup that that cigar that that better be delivered to my house by a hot lady and i mean she better show up to deliver all of them and 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 light one i mean I'm, that's a lot of money for just one cigar retail if you're to do a standard retail you're looking about 9200 bucks a cigar that's some crazy stuff right there. Say, uh, no, I'm not going to say this is a family friendly show, <laughs> but there would be more than one thing that better be sucking. You're right. right exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There but, better be some extra, extra in the back. That, that cigar should do more for me than burn. <laughs> exactly. Well said. But, yeah. But nope, it's not Gurkha next. It's not Padron next. It's not Davidoff next. I think I hinted at it in the text to you. It's actually a retailer partnering with a manufacturer. Okay. Uh, Smoke In. Okay. Who, who had an exclusive line, oh, has us an exclusive line of cigars with this uh, retailer. Uh, if any of our um, listeners know, but uh, if you don't, Tatawate. Yeah. And they're doing the same thing. Seven boxes. This is including the original private label release for Smoke In, 
Um, the Anarchy Pale Horse Edition came out 12 years ago, limited release, went away, has been gone. Um, there's seven NFTs. Six of them are going to be auctioned in early 2023. So start saving up your money. You're probably yeah. going to need 100, 150 grand for these. Um, I just set aside my um, cigars and more 401k. And right, then, exactly. Um, but the seventh will be issued to um, the gentleman that owns Smoke In uh, because he's actually the first person who created the anarchy line and, you know, help blend them in that Pete Johnson was all over the idea. Of course he was. It's 600 grand. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and their ability is you get um, each NFT holder receives a special 60 count collector's box, which we do have a picture of also. It's not quite as fancy of a yeah, box if you ask. The box me. should be way fancier than that. But it's a collector's box with a cigar. Um, you get 45 of the original Tatawate Anarchies. Yeah. And 50 of the Anarchy Pale Horse Edition, um, which replaces the original Anarchies Nicaraguan Habano Maduro wrapper with a Claro um, color grade wrapper. Um, so does that mean it's going to be a slightly green cigar? Is Ooh. it going to be a Candela? Oh, it's a yeah. Claro wrapper, so it's a lighter, pale wrapper. I am disappointed in the box, though. I hope that's just a place filler for the, the actual one that's going to come out, because that's a standard, you know, press hook, and I'm betting the hinges are the same, and I'm like, y'all, for that price, that box better be, you know. That box kind of better look like that one. Yeah. It better be amazing. But I don't know. I haven't touched the box. You know, maybe it's made out of some special wood. Uh, the Pale Horse Edition's only been released one other, well, other than the initial. It was came out at the um, 2020 Great Smoke um, pre-event dinner. Only 300 cigars have been made thus far for this whole promotion. Yeah. So it's a really hard to get cigar. Um, it's actually going to be impossible to get now unless you happen to go to one. Unless these happen to sell to a retailer. Um, who knows what um, What do I want to say? Who knows what Smoke In is going to do with them. But they, by buying them, uh, you receive a canvas version of the NFT, which I guess is probably like hanging a tapestry on your wall yeah, to prove you had it. A little bit better than a piece of paper and a frame. I agree. I agree. Because um, we have the certificate for the Padrones framed and hanging at um, Vitola, I believe. And maybe I shouldn't have said that. And now somebody's going to break in and steal the <laughs> certificate. But you got you got to steal the humidor, too. Um, and, um, and actually, I don't know if the humidor is actually at Vitola, so you might have to break into two shops. There you go. But uh, all NFT holders will get that, and then they'll be able or to order up to 15 boxes of 15 cigars of the Anarchy per quarter at a price of $14 a cigar, which means, in theory, it would retail for about 28 bucks. Right. Now, the only way to get it, probably going to be a $100 cigar. And yeah. What's it worth? You know, what's it worth to you? Say you had an opportunity to smoke one of those an illusion bowl lawn seals. You walked into a shop and had the NFT. They had them on the shelf. What do you, these, these retail for about 22 bucks. Hmm. 
I think the most I would pay is 50. That's probably the, the range I would hit at would be 50. I would probably say 50 ish. I really hate paying full price for cigars, but 50 yeah. ish, maybe, maybe on the right day, a hundred. But my problem is, is I'm going to want to buy at least two. Right. Usually I'm buying threes and yeah. I'm, I'm not laying out 300 bucks for, you know, a cig cigar. I mean, the, I would much prefer this in that Lonsdale size. Yeah. So, you know what this made me think of as you were, you were talking about all this, I'm going, so think of the future of this marketing strategy that all the companies are going to do. You ever heard of the show Futurama? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I've kind of watched it with one eye before. It's I, I've watched it multiple times over because it's a really good cartoon. Uh, the same guy who did Simpsons, and in one of the it's in the year three thousand, and in one of the episodes, Bender the robot in the year twenty five. Yeah, exactly, 25. exactly. <laughs> so in one of the episodes, they show like they go to this convention or this this gallery of super rare items. And, <laughs> tapestries and one of them is a giant cigar that's like the rarest cigar on the planet it's like this big it's about this big around bender smokes cigars so he eventually breaks in and like smokes it or something like that and it made me i always thought oh that's that's crazy you know i always thought it was super fantastical but you start to think about it and you go you imagine one day there's gonna be a cigar that's so rare but it's also the best cigar ever made ever like that I could see that happen and be on display at like the King's yeah. house or something. Ironically, we have a King now. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Um, I just, I, there's a lot of really interesting theories about uh, the guy who did Simpsons and saying he's a time traveler and stuff. Cause he predicts things. And I'm like, wonder if Futurama's predicting something. Well, it's just like the, uh, well, he, maybe he saw the asylum. <laughs> the asylum craze come. Yeah. But, you know, they had all those things during the election of, you know, Trump on the escalator and the guy, yeah. over, you know, there's, it's remarkable. Like you, that's a rabbit hole that if you want to go down, you look up uh, how the Simpsons predict the future because they'll show you how they produce something that didn't happen for another five years or more. And it's almost verbatim, exactly like it. Like the Trump escalator one yeah. was exactly like it. it was, and you're going, could they stage this? No, you can't stage it, this. It's not exactly, but it's so damn close. You, you know, even to the sign yeah. that like gets dropped or put up or something like that. that like it's the, ridiculous. Uh, there was a time travel show about that. That you would go to these certain points in time, and the same person was always in these backgrounds shot of the Titanic and this guy was on the Titanic yeah. and then you go to, you know, the Hindenburg and this guy was at the crash of the Hindenburg, you know, and at D-Day and this guy is not in a military outfit, but he's kind of in the background yeah. of D-Day and it's guy, people from the future paying to travel to the past to witness historical events live. Yeah. I can't remember what show that was, but I, I love time travel shows. Oh, I do too. Oh, uh, getting back on shows, did you see the uh, first trailer for the new Quantum Leap? No, and I did. did uh, I, it looks intriguing. It looks intriguing. Because 
I don't know. It it looks relatively interesting. I think I, it's going to be I don't Hulu. like remakes. I have I mean, hard I either. But so many people have done them wrong that some of the new ones are getting better. Like people are learning from those mistakes and trying to make them authentic. It always gets me as with some of those remakes. They don't happen. They don't happen. They don't happen. They don't happen. And then a key player passes away. And yeah. all of a sudden they happen. Right. Now, is it um, the guy that played Sam on Quantum Leap? I can't think of his name. Uh, Dean. Dean somebody. Dean Stockwell. No. You mean the main character? No. that That's. Um, I could have told you. I know. Ago. I knew it a second ago. Yeah. Um, Dean, Dean Stockwell played the guy that, you know, was Ziggy. But. The guy with Ziggy. Okay. Um, and then, of course, you got Scott Bakula, who played. Yeah, Scott Bakula. was caught, caught in the time travel. But Dean Stockwell has passed away. Did he have ownership rights or partial ownership rights to Quantum Leap? And he's prevented the remake. And now that he's gone, his family goes, oh, okay. Well, I don't care. Yeah. You know, it's not our art or whatever. Yeah. We see a paycheck. Right. You know, it's kind of like with... Uh, Back to the Future and Roger Zemeckis, and you know he owns part of it. I think Michael J. Fox has a little bit to say, but Zemeckis has said they will never remake do a remake of Back to the Future. Yeah, I might go with a remake of Back to the Future if Zemeckis did it. Yeah, but you let anybody else do it, it's a different movie. Yeah. Rename it something different, you know? Yeah. Time travel in the flappy wing car or whatever. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So what do you think of this so far? It's not a bad cigar. No, I mean, it's, it's got a nice pull. It's not too heavy or strong, which I don't know. The cigar we smoked last week, the uh, not Ron. Yeah. We smoked that here on the show, and you know, I finished it up on the way home. And I got home, and I sat down on the couch with the dog. And man, I started to feel like crap. Yeah. And I'm going, you know, I wanted to eat, so I got up and prepared me something to eat, and uh, sat back down, took one or two bites, and then kind of passed out for about an hour or two, and woke up, and I was fine, and I yeah. ate. And I was going, nah, I don't know. Is it because of what I ate that day? Because I didn't eat very healthy last Thursday. or and, and that's where I put it at. And then I came in Sunday and I smoked another one of them. Or was it Sunday? No, I came in. I wasn't here Sunday. I came in Tuesday and smoked another one of them. And I got home and kind of felt the same way. Huh, I think that's, that cigar's got something in it. You yeah. know, it's like smoking a chisel or something, a little hit of Lajero or, yeah. um, but I don't know. It just kind of caught me off guard and I kind of thought, you know, all, you know, I was sick or something and but it didn't hit me as bad because I actually kind of eaten a little bit on Tuesday, but. I'm having a little bit of a hard pull on this, and I'll be honest, it's not the first Andalusia Bowl I've had a hard draw on. I found the draw to be pretty good. Some of them are great. I think there's a couple of them that because you know they they've never been able to keep up production. Actually, this cigar pro- almost killed LFD. Really? Because it made LFD so popular 
Um, they couldn't keep up with production of this. So everybody wanted to smoke another LFD. And LFD ran out of cigars for the longest time. Oh and they gosh. were back ordered because they couldn't keep up with production because everybody wanted the Andalusia Bowl. And the Andalusia Bowl was there. What's the closest thing you have? And you, know, you go to one cigar and you run out of that. You go to your next cigar. <laughs> all I of mean, a sudden, that's good for them. All of a sudden, you're doing, you know, the big diggers that are 18 inches long. Yeah. <laughs> has no similarities to this, but that's all I got left. <laughs> so this one's very light. And I would say when you come into high end cigars like this, the, the consistency or the, the thing that always is around for high dollar cigars is just how even everything is the taste, the pull, all of it. It's just normal all yeah. the way through. There's no, I'm not going to say it's not complex. It is complex, but it's not, you know, I'm not getting a perfect, burn line on mine um like i said it's a little bit hard pull it's still a good cigar it's still smooth you know usually when you're paying 20 dollars for a cigar you don't have to worry about a problem yeah and what i tell most people you know you know what's the difference between a five dollar cigar and a ten dollar cigar what's the difference between a ten dollar cigar and a twenty dollar cigar the more expensive you pay you're paying for consistency yeah, you're paying for um, it. You're to be getting even some flavor. You're getting some flavors and maybe, you know, some better aged tobacco, which gives you some of that smoothness in that. But you're paying for a quality of assembly, quality of the, you know, rolling, yeah. um, you know. Because time's a luxury and you want to fill it with something nice. Well, I was going to make the comparison to a Davidoff. I very rarely, actually, I'd be hard pressed to tell you a Davidoff that I've smoked that had a bad draw, bad burn line yeah. or anything. Yeah. But you're paying for that. Now, other manufacturers in that now $10, $12 range. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> every, this ain't no backwood. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, backwoods, you're supposed to open up and re-roll it yourself. You understand. I've never opened a pack of backwoods. Not once. So I feel like I feel pretentious when I say that. It's like, I don't ever see me smoking one. But now that I've said that, I feel like I want to. It's like the people that come in and buy the, um, what what do we sell? It's not, is it back? Cigars. No, the, is it backwoods that we sell? The honey berry yeah, and all yeah, that? Backwood. Mm -hmm. And say, oh, these are really good. You ought to try them. And, and I, you know, ought to hit my hand with a hammer too. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Um, you know, some people derive pleasure out of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, whatever floats their boat, man. But, yeah, the consistency, I, I'd say, hits on this. And then I noticed the ash is always well-packed because it's a well-done cigar. Well, I haven't. I mean, you're smoking 18 times as fast as me. I mean, geez. But, yeah. Um, I'm a slow smoker. I'm, I'm slow with everything. Drives brandy nuts. Drives everybody around me nuts when I, like, eat. And my grandfather taught me what what it is. I don't eat. I always dine. <laughs> Whatever I'm doing, I take my time. I smoke a cigar, I take my time. I eat a meal, I take my time. I enjoy it. I savor it. You know, and it's... That's what I'm doing. Just, I've been trying to learn to do that. To be honest, I was telling my buddy Josh that I went... Because we'll, we like to smoke a cigarillo at work mm -hmm. every once in a while, and I'll finish mine. Eh. Oh, you should do a Robusto and let him do a cigarillo. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But, like, 
I'm trying to slow myself down. Even when I was telling him, like, even when I'm working at the cigar shop, I'm smoking a, a, basically a free cigar. You need to enjoy it. Stop. You're, it's not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Just stop and enjoy it. So I have to tell myself to slow down because I'm yeah. enjoying it so much. But if you slow down, you'll enjoy it more because you won't get the hit so constantly. Take a nice sip, cleanse your palate. I'm going to puff a minute. Now, granted, I did do a lot of talking at the beginning of the show, yeah. so I probably fell behind. And, yeah. But cigar NFTs, I mean. I kind of wish it wasn't the future, but it is. The problem is, as I see it becoming a norm. Now, I don't see NF these NFTs and limited releases sticking at a hundred grand a pop. No, no. But you know, they got to capitalize on the market while they can. You're going to get, uh, you know, X manufacturer. I don't want to use any names. Introduces a special edition cigar, fifty NFTs. You know, or yeah. But it, it also gets into because now you're putting these things out. You've got seven boxes of LFDs out there. You're going to have seven boxes of Tatawattes out there are that you're potentially selling to a consumer. And now as a manufacturer, you're wholesaling to the consumer. Yeah. You know, so how many of these can we, we have all of a sudden you're going to, you know, if you, you know, you got Bezos money and you're into cigars I mean, you start buying all these NFTs, you could open up one hell of a exclusive cigar shop. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah, absolutely, you could. I do love what the, the Tatawahe thing. I'm thinking about that more with the the tapestry. Mm -hmm. Basically, I love that idea. I mean, because even when all the cigars are gone or they stop doing it, you've always got that thing, that trophy hanging. Because the box is a box, but the tapestry can sit on the wall. It's out of the way. It's a it's a status symbol. Yeah, and I don't have a picture of what the tapestry is going to look like. I don't know if it's even been designed yet. And you know, I kind of get this picture of an old timey treasure map. Yeah, you know where it's not square or anything, and you know black print and weathered edges, and that's what I want my tapestry to be. So, uh, yeah, you know, then you put it in a you know shadow box frame and you know you spend you know spend another three thousand dollars framing the damn thing yeah <laughs> but, exactly but so do you, you think we'll get any illusions in anytime soon i never know i don't think harris even knows all i know is you know it's just like anything else we have standing orders standing orders and 2020 changed the world when it came to cigars because i mean it used to be opus we got you know, in May and we got in November. Now we seem to have Opus year round. Yeah. I mean, I was in the humidor just a little bit ago and we've got a new um, Lost City tuba. Ever seen it before. Yeah. And I got a couple boxes of them. And I mean, and we probably have 10. No, I'm not going to say 10. We probably have four or five different Lost Cities in there. We have a couple Opus X's in there. I mean, there's all of a sudden, you know, a lot of higher end cigars and I'm talking on the higher end and it's something that if the economy would keep rolling and everything going great, yeah, they probably would sell, but I don't know how many 30 and $40 people are out there. If the economy takes a turn 
and then as it goes down, you know, those people are going to slip down, say they're going to slip from a $40 cigar to a $25 cigar. And the guy smoking a $25 cigar is going to slip down to a $15 cigar. The guy smoking a $12 cigar is, you know, now looking, what can I find for six? Um, The guy that's smoking five and $6 cigars is uh, black and mild. (laughs) It's kind of SOL right now, (laughs) but well, hopefully uh, you'll get pipe tobacco ramping back up in that case. Um, maybe we had, we had a big spur of it about two months ago. Everybody, like all the major hitters in, uh, Trustville, they all bought themselves a pipe and started doing pipe tobacco for a good, a good three, four weeks. That's all they would smoke. And then they came back to it and I was like, yeah, that's cause it takes a little bit more work to maintain that. It's a lot more work to maintain a pipe, but we, you know, we have a regular here at 280 and he smokes, a couple of bowls out of his pipe and smokes a cigar, then a couple of bowls out of his pipe. It used to be four or five cigars. And, you know, now that would be 50 bucks a day in cigars, but in a pipe, he's doing a $10 cigar and he's doing four or five bowls. So probably another three bucks in tobacco, two bucks in tobacco. Pipe tobacco is a lot cheaper. I'll tell you that. A lot cheaper. You know, again, it's doing a little bit of work. Yeah. So it's not like crafting where, you know, oh, I can make that if I buy $3,000 worth of supplies to make that $40 item. But, right. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you always do a little bit of work. It's a little bit less expensive. But yeah. I don't know when we're going to get bulls in. Unfortunately, Harris didn't buy into any of the NFTs yet. You think he would. We've got these uh, Bitcoin cryptocurrency machines in a lot of the shops. Yeah. They finally took the one out of Trustville. Thank God. You're welcome. What do you mean? Were you a part of getting rid of that? Think of what you just said. They finally took the one out of Trustville. Thank God. And I say, you're welcome. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it just, well, our Trustville's too small, and I, there's not enough people using it. I, I remember well, one time there was this old lady walks in and uses it. She was there for 20 minutes putting putting $100 bills in. Well... I have a problem with the machines and I probably shouldn't say it on a show that's sponsored by who it's sponsored by because they have the machines, but I'm going to say it because it's true. The state of Alabama originally approved like 10 of these machines to be go in. They didn't approve them to go into the Capitol building. They didn't approve them and to go into Mount Brook. They didn't approve them to go up in the Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville. Right. They approved them all to go into ghetto areas. Yeah. Because guess what? They're an easy way for somebody who doesn't understand crypto to dump their cash into it and buy. It's a way to get people who should not be buying crypto, who have no money to invest and speculate with, to buy crypto. Right. Um. It's even worse than the uh, lotteries preying on the poor. Now, I support the lottery. I'm not going to get in the Alabama debate on the lottery or anything. But I would probably be okay with the machines if they weren't directed to a certain economic level of person. And they are not directed to you and I because... If you and I are buying crypto, we're doing it on our phones, on yeah. our apps, having funds electronically transferred. People that are buying them out of these machines probably don't have bank accounts. Yeah. You know, they're you know, got whatever's left out of the grocery store, or whatever cash they could get from their 
you know, um, it's an EBT card or whatever. And, you know, and I just think, I think it's a horrible predatory device. I agree. I agree. And so not to mention like, if you're thinking about doing it, do it on your phone. Don't do it in one of these machines because I guarantee you they charge you something for using their stuff. Well, even some of the apps charge you for using it, but you it's something we keep talking about on my car podcast, you know, driving gloves with electric cars and that. Because all these articles come out about, oh, it's you know, this person was an estimate was twenty five thousand dollars to put a battery in their ten thousand dollar electric car or they own their electric car for three weeks and it's only worth eight thousand dollars and the battery's nineteen thousand dollars. Research people, research. If you would have researched that car, you would have known that battery was going to be $19,000. You would have known that that battery is eight years old or nine years old, and the life expectancy of that battery is eight or nine years. Why do you think the person before you sold the car? Right. Because they all of a sudden noticed their drop in, you know, instead of going being able to go 150 miles between charges, now they're going 90. And then... So, yeah, just, it's just research. Anything you do, anything you spend your money on, anything you invest, get out your phone, turn off Pokemon Go, and research. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I was having that discussion with, with a friend of mine, and I went, I don't know, man. Electric cars are not where they need to be right now for me to consider them. They need to be more mainstream, more access to people, better battery life before I even consider getting one. Well, don't don't get me on electric cars because here we are. California is mandating all new cars sold in California after the year 2035 have to be 100% electric. And if you haven't noticed the news out of California in the last couple of days, it's so hot. Please conserve electricity. Don't Don't charge your electric cars unless you need to. Don't, you know... Yeah. You don't have enough power to, yeah. you know. But, but California is destroying themselves, basically. Um, I read a joke, something about that. I can't remember it. Probably something I should have repeat on the podcast anyway. <laughs> but but there we go. We're getting all, all into, you know, you can get me talking about cars all day long. You, you like cars? Me, you can get me talking about, you know, electric cars, all kinds of crazy I got a couple special episodes of No Driving Gloves coming up that we're planning nice. to interview some people with about electric and um, gas powered and things like that. Yeah. Like, big question is, what is performance? Nice. Yeah. So, he tried no. to debate me on it, my friend, and I just went, uh, I don't know enough about this subject to to get into it in detail. I just, I'm not satisfied with where the electric car market's at, so I'm not going to even look at it yet. I'm, I'm at least four cars away before I do that. Anyway, this has been a great show. Yep. Um, where are you going to be this weekend? I'm actually going to be here on Sunday, 280 on Sunday, just okay. like normal. I'm back to my normal, well, kind of my normal schedule because I believe the following weekend I'm here Saturday and Sunday. So you can get 16 hours of the John. <laughs> If you got to spend 16 hours with John, with the John, you're in trouble. There you go. Uh, I'm going to be at Trust Vegas tomorrow. Uh, they're in talks. They're, I got to talk to the guys about apparently, you know, Alabama football's back and all that. And Harris is talking to me about, uh, you know, you know, you thought about doing Saturday instead of Friday so they can watch the game. And 
I've thought about it. I, I got to talk to the guys, see if it's worth my time. Not honest. enough night games to do it. Well, that's kind of – I honestly don't mind a flexible version of that where if it's a night game, I'll work, I'll work Saturday. If it's not, I'll work – I don't mind going back and forth. I'm a little bit more flexible with that, but I don't know. Can't be flip-flopping, yeah. just like podcasting, yeah. consistency. And that's that's kind of the way I see it is – if I stay on Friday, they're going to come on Friday and stay late. If I switch to Saturday, that you're going to have some problems after a while of going back and forth. They're not going to know which day. you got to constantly keep talking to them like, nope, I'm here every Friday. That's it. I mean, Trustville, I think, is a good shop for uh, watching Alabama games and staying open late for football. I think Patton Creek's another good one, you know, and they're far enough apart that you probably could have both of them open late. But yeah. I, I did one game for him for the Super Bowl on a Sunday. Uh, I, 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 I do the so- Super Bowl most years, actually, and stay yeah. open. And, I mean, I, I fought for years at 280 to stay open till 7 yeah. to watch football. And he would, would not do it, would not do it. And then finally he agreed to do it. But by then we'd run off all the football crowd. And they were going elsewhere because they knew they couldn't watch the second game here. So... So we brought well, we brought the hours back to six because all I was getting is people to come in at five thirty and they would read till seven. Yeah. yeah. So well, mine's mine's tip box related. If they had a second game, they wanted to stay. You got to fill that tip box. That's that's all that counts. <laughs> I thought you used a different letter there, and I wasn't going to say anything. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that currency too. Well, I'd go ahead and push this little button here. Maybe I'm. Pick a little video here to go. Maybe I'll just go ahead and play the same intro video. Yeah. Hey, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that follow button, whatever in the case may be. Um, we'll see you next Thursday. Check out the website, yep. Smoke, um, Smoking Underground, and send us your movie suggestions. We're yep. starting to look at a couple of them that have come in, and we're going to start watching movies, I think. Yeah. I, I love that. I still love that idea. Still love that idea. Uh, watch movies and discuss the cigars that are on. So we'll yeah. see you next time. Well, NFT in it, blockchaining. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam.